Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Thursday, February 1st. On today's show, the Space Shuttle Endeavour is now fully stacked and mated, completing the world's only ready-to-launch Space Shuttle display. The Office of Space Commerce seeks SpaceX's Constellation coordination expertise. Plus, we have space firsts with a metal 3D printer and surgical robot on their way to the ISS. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with a historic milestone in space exploration. The Space Shuttle Endeavour has reached a unique status, becoming the world's only ready-to-launch space shuttle display. The shuttle, now fully stacked and mated, will be the star attraction of the California Science Center's future Samuel Austin Air and Space Center. Here to discuss this in more detail is our correspondent from Simply Space. Indeed, David. The Endeavour has flown 25 missions in space and has inspired approximately 20 million guests since its arrival at the California Science Center in October 2012. The full space shuttle system now fully installed includes the orbiter, two solid rocket boosters, and a 154-foot external tank. This marks the completion of the last ever space shuttle stack, a dream over 30 years in the making. That's quite an achievement. Can you tell us more about the process of stacking and mating the shuttle? The process, known as Go for Stack, took roughly six months to complete. The final preparations to move the orbiter to its new home began immediately after Endeavour's exhibition closed to the public. The shuttle will remain covered by scaffolding and additional plywood and Kevlar fabric throughout the duration of the Air and Space Center construction process. What can visitors expect from the future Samuel Oshin Air and Space Center? The future Samuel Oshin Air and Space Center is set to be a launch pad for creativity and innovation. The 200,000 square foot expansion will nearly double the California Science Center's educational exhibition space, adding an impressive collection of 100 authentic artifacts integrated with 100 new hands-on exhibits. The center will feature three major galleries, the Korean Air Aviation Gallery, the Samuel Oshin Shuttle Gallery, and the Kent Kresa Space Gallery. Sounds like a must visit for space enthusiasts. How is the project being funded? The project is being funded through the Endeavor LA Campaign, a fundraising initiative by the California Science Center Foundation. The foundation is actively seeking contributions to complete this ambitious project. After discussing the fully stacked and mated Space Shuttle Endeavor, now the world's only ready to launch Space Shuttle display, Let's turn our attention to a new partnership. The Office of Space Commerce, or OSC, has announced a research partnership with SpaceX to investigate how the company's automated satellite collision avoidance software could support a civil space traffic coordination system. The federal agency will evaluate the tools SpaceX uses to manage its fleet of over 5,000 Starlink broadband satellites. Celeste, our correspondent for Simply Space, is here to delve deeper into this. Can you tell us more about this partnership and what it entails? Certainly, David. This partnership is structured as a Cooperative Research and Development Agreement, or CRADA. It allows the sharing of facilities without the exchange of funds. The OSC will perform an astrodynamics evaluation of the tools SpaceX uses to manage its Starlink satellites. 
including the company's low Earth orbit conjunction assessment screenings. What is the ultimate goal of this partnership? The partnership aims to develop capabilities to manage and deconflict the increasingly crowded orbital environment. This is part of the OSC's work to establish a modern space situational awareness system known as TRACSES, or Traffic Coordination System for Space. The OSC has been engaging satellite owners and operators to establish best practices, standards, and processes for space safety and sustainability as part of these efforts. And what is the timeline for the development of this traffic coordination system for space? The initial phase 1.0 for TRACSS is set to be ready as soon as September. The OSC has also stated that it plans to announce additional partnering opportunities shortly. I understand that the OSC also has a vision for a global space traffic control system. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. The OSC's vision is for a federated system with regional national providers of SSA services. The idea is not to have one global SSA monitor due to the many competing international interests. Instead, the focus is on more coordination between SSA efforts worldwide to benefit and improve each other's services. They are working on ways to share data and standardize metrics to support a shared system. How does this compare to existing space traffic monitoring systems? Currently, the space track database provided by the U.S. Space Force is the international go-to for comprehensive orbital observation data. However, SSA efforts elsewhere are quickly catching up, which is why the OSC is pushing for more global coordination. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. In other space news, the International Space Station is set to receive two groundbreaking pieces of technology, the world's first metal 3D printer designed for use in space and the first miniaturized surgical robot. Both were part of the cargo that launched from Cape Canaveral on January 30th. Here to discuss these developments is our correspondent from Simply Space. Let's start with the metal 3D printer. How is it expected to change life for astronauts on the ISS? The metal 3D printer, developed by Airbus for the European Space Agency, will be tested in the Columbus Laboratory module aboard the ISS. Unlike the plastic 3D printers currently on the ISS, this metal printer can manufacture items and parts that require a stronger material. It's envisioned to produce load-bearing structural parts and tools, such as wrenches or mounting interfaces. This will greatly improve astronauts' autonomy and make their life easier in space. What were some of the challenges faced in developing this metal 3D printer for space? The first challenge was size. On Earth, metal 3D printers require a minimum 10 square meter laboratory. For the ISS, the printer had to be shrunk to the size of a washing machine. Then there was the issue of safety. The printer's laser and the heat it generates had to be contained and the fumes emitted during the printing process had to be captured and filtered inside the machine to prevent air contamination. The melting point of metal alloys used in the printing process can exceed 1,200 degrees Celsius, which is significantly higher than the melting point of plastic. What are the long-term implications of having a metal 3D printer in space? This technology could be a game changer for supporting life beyond Earth. It will help scientists understand whether printing in orbit affects quality, which is a crucial step towards establishing a sustained presence on the moon. In the future, we could see a metal printer using transformed regolith or recycled materials to build a lunar base. Let's move on to the other first, the miniaturized surgical robot. 
How will it be used on the ISS? The spacefaring version of the miniaturized in vivo robotic assistant, or Space Mira, will help identify the next steps in creating surgical technologies suitable for long-distance space travel. In the coming weeks, Space Mira will be guided remotely by a surgeon in Lincoln, Nebraska, to perform a simulated surgical procedure. The robot's left arm will grasp while the right will cut, much like a human surgeon performing a tissue dissection in an operating room. What are the challenges faced by this surgical robot? The biggest challenge is latency, the delay in a signal traveling from the Earth to the ISS and back. The signal needs to travel around 250 miles one way. The robot was originally designed to perform surgery-like tasks autonomously, so the element of remote ground control adds an extra layer of difficulty. And what are the implications of this technology, both in space and on Earth? While the technology is crucial for long-distance space travel, it also has important implications on Earth. Remote surgery has the potential to ensure access to surgeons, particularly in rural and remote areas, including military battlefields, where there may be no doctors on hand. So it's not just about space exploration, but also about improving healthcare access here on Earth. Thanks for those insights, Abby. Now, shifting from simply space to commercial space travel, SpaceX's Starship rocket has been chosen to launch Starlab, a commercial space station venture between Voyager Space and Airbus. Standing at nearly 400 feet tall, Starship is the largest and most powerful rocket ever built, and it's what will be needed to launch the commercial space station in a single mission. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about this development? Certainly. Starship is a two-component reusable rocket consisting of the Super Heavy booster and the Starship spacecraft. It's been selected for this mission due to SpaceX's history of success and reliability. Voyager Space's CEO, Dylan Taylor, has stated that SpaceX is the unmatched leader for high-cadence launches, and they are proud that Starlab will be launched to orbit in a single flight by Starship. And what can you tell us about Starlab? Starlab is a commercial space station that will permanently host four crew members. It's scheduled to launch before the decommissioning of the International Space Station, ISS, at the end of this decade. This marks the U.S.'s transition to commercially owned and operated low-Earth orbit destinations. Starlab will serve a global customer base of space agencies, researchers, and companies, ensuring a continued human presence in low-Earth orbit. What does this mean for the future of commercial space travel? The selection of Starship to launch Starlab in a single mission is a significant demonstration of the capabilities of commercial space travel. Tom Ochenero, Senior Vice President of Commercial Business at SpaceX, has said that Starlab's single launch solution continues to demonstrate not only what is possible, but how the future of commercial space is happening now. It's a significant step forward in the commercialization of space. And what about the International Space Station? NASA has committed to utilizing and operating the ISS through 2030. However, the launch of Starlab signals a transition from the ISS to new commercial space stations. It's part of a broader shift towards commercially owned and operated low-Earth orbit destinations. Thanks for the insights, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.